Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. On the line now again, Mr. Frank Cronin, alive and well and delighted to hear so. Hello. What's the crack? You good? Yeah, good, man. I'm in the, uh, the, the gym here in Hollywood trying to save off... Uh, the deceleration from 500 miles walking. Why are you <laughs> not just in a bed, Frank? I would be in a bed for days after doing what you did. Dude, I slept for 15 hours the first night. And oh, then, did uh, you? I, I got up for about four hours surface and then went back to sleep for another 10 hours. <laughs> 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 so, oh, amazing. I'm kinda, the, batter, the batteries are recharged, man. Now it's like physically the batteries are recharged. Mentally, you know, the deceleration and the... You know, I guess the almost the trauma of being out there for 40 days uh, took its toll on my mind. So I'm just trying to keep my mind right now by doing a lot of cardio in the gym. These right, days. right, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I said Frank uh, is just off something special. If you haven't heard what he was doing, Frank, remind me what was the whole thing for someone who hasn't got a clue <laughs> and is the first time okay. they've heard your voice on the radio. Okay, great, man. So I walked from San Francisco to LA, which is about 500 miles, and I walked. Uh, for a charity called Homeless Healthcare Los Angeles. They do great work in downtown LA, Skid Row. And uh, the hook of the walk, I guess, was that I slept rough out every night, no tent, under the stars, out in the elements, uh, with nothing but a sleeping bag and a waterproof bag. And uh, we raised $20,000, and the charity got every single penny of that, and then we raised $10,000 for post-production. Oh, for shit, did you raise that much as well? Yeah, no, wow. every every angle, dude. I mean, this is the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> accidentally pulled off, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love that. Accidentally dude, pulled it, off. Amazing. Dude, you know, you, you, hope, you hope things will work out, and when they do, it's like magical. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Jeff, Gar- Jeff Garland closed out the final show. The guy from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm and the Goldbergs, he came and did a guest set, and he's promised to chaperone me through a uh, a book and maybe writing a movie about the whole trip. So it's like next level. Ah, Great. that's unbelievable. Yeah, he's a sweet dude. And uh, man, you know what? I, I learned so much there. I feel like I've actually got something to share. Yeah. Uh, you know, you expose yourself to uh, some hardship. You learn some things along the way. You spend enough time on your own in the mountains. You have some weird thoughts that kind of make <laughs> sense. And uh, and I've learned a lot about the plight of the homeless, which yeah. is probably... Probably raise a little more money for the charity moving forward if we actually make something, you know? Yeah, yeah no, that'd be great. So for uh, how many days in total were you walking and sleeping rough? Uh, it's, I think it was 41. 41. So uh, on the 41 night, on the 41st night, uh, walked on stage at Dynasty Typewriter in L.A. And that was after a pretty grueling, averaging about, I think, 15 to 20 miles a day, uh, from San Francisco, and along the way, I picked up some injuries in my legs. I nearly lost an eye. Uh, I got food poisoning. We weathered one of the worst storms wine country has ever seen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's got all the it's got all the ten poles of a really cool story. So it's uh, got all the ups and I mean, the downs. It, it, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, man, and uh, you know the psychological battle of uh, becoming part of the out group, uh, you know, and yeah. uh, the world treating you differently as you become dishevelled over time, and people not making eye contact with you, and you know, you start to lose your sense of self and your self esteem because. As humans, we only kind of know who we are as a result of how people treat us. So, uh, yeah, man, it was quite a journey existentially and physically. And now I'm coming down off that big time, and it's uh, mentally quite traumatic. So I'm, I'm trying to do as much miles as I can in the gym to keep it. So hang on, hang on. Obviously, spike up. yeah, like obviously your life has been consumed by this for the last 40 days. It's all you were doing, all you were talking about, all you all every single day was just about walking as far as you could, finding somewhere to sleep, surviving. Well, yeah, like, what has the come down been like? Because you think, obviously, there was, was there a big high on the last day? You did the gig and happy days, and now is it like coming off crack cocaine where you're like, oh, God, there, there's well, a well, big gap. For people for people who weren't, weren't following along, so I've been generating very honest, candid, warts and all material online, uh, about three videos a day, uploading yeah. them, uh, editing them as I walk, you know, up to 15 or 16 hours a day. So, like... Cardiovascularly, my whole being, my whole mind has been on this. And then uh, by the time I got to the last show, I was just, you know, my body had decided, oh, yeah, you're coming to an end. We're just going to, like, pull the rug out from underneath you mentally and physically. <laughs> so for the last show, when I'm on stage, I go up after Jeff Garland, Preacher Lawson, Moses Storm. These are heavy hitters from uh, America's Got Talent, ABC Network, and uh, and Conan, you know? Yeah. And then I go up on stage and show a few slides. And uh, I'm falling apart, you know, there's a few tears, you know, it's not it's not that funny, but it was captivating and elucidating my speech. And then, uh, yeah, man, then I go home and I just sleep in my bed, you know, and like for the first time after 40 days, it feels like, like it felt like I was getting a, a hug from a thousand people, you know, and I could feel and sense the protection of the walls. I could hear the hum of the fridge. I could, you know, just the idea that I, there was a shower in the next room. And, uh, yeah, say so it was magic. You know, these, it's it's surreal, man. It was like it, it was like it was like being in heaven. You know, nothing could like it was pure bliss at the highest level. I somebody told me once what what drugs were like, and I imagine it was like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then I woke up the next day with a sense of uh, well, what do I do with myself? Yeah, I don't be yeah, I don't zeitgeist. Yeah, I don't want to be too depressing, right? Now, I don't want to bring it down, but I, I the one thing you, you, you're reminding me of when you're talking about this, I was watching one of these BBC documentaries, right? I went on a little bit of a nerd trip uh, watching this documentary about some of the greatest mathematicians in the world, right? And apparently, in the world of maths, that there are these theorems that are still out there that have yet to be solved. And they're, they're like the Mount Everest for mathematicians, that if you can solve one of these, it's the pinnacle of your career, right? And for hundreds and hundreds of years, there's, some of, there's still theorems out there that we haven't been able to prove right and I remember okay. the BBC followed one guy some genius and he eventually uh, solved one of the uh, greatest theorems that was left over one of the great mathematicians right and he said he was so overjoyed and elated for like 10 minutes that he was like wow and then he just said he got this overwhelming sense of depression and and oh, yeah. because he said he'll never in his head and I thought this was really sad but he said in his head he will never reach that pinnacle in his mathematical life ever again and I made him really depressed well, is he still around today? That's the question. Yeah, no, he, he still is around today. He did this like about 10, 15 years ago. But I just remember kind of thinking, dude, you've just done something amazing. But now he's like, I'll, I'll never reach that high again. And he found it so... <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, come on. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean here's the thing, man. I, I think, um, so for 40 days, I rewired my brain. And for the preparation, the six months physical preparation to get to the point. So then it, to the point of fitness where I could actually try and do it, you know? So um, yeah, my neurological pathways are completely geared, and now i got to rewire them. And i got to be very careful... Uh, have you been really, yeah, like, I, restless like the last couple of days? Have it been kind of like, oh, I've got to be walking, I've got to be moving? Is your body, like, kind of saying, Frank, you should be moving? Oh, yeah, no. I was doing this, you know, you come off one of these things and I've got to do a lot of radio and a lot of public speaking. So I started doing these. <laughs> I was invited on all these shows and everyone else is sitting down and I'm just standing up walking around the room, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pace <laughs> uh, them back and like, forth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So my goal, man, is I'm just watching myself third person right now, like a little uh, science project. So, okay. So you're coming down off massive serotonin hits every day. And you were riding the zeitgeist. You felt like you were the, the bee's knees doing something. You know, you think you're, you think you're a great fella. Uh, you, you're still exactly who you were. You just need to find a new sense of purpose. So what I've, what I've done now is, okay, I've got this foundation of fitness. Let's see how fit I can get. Let's build on this foundation of 40 days of fitness. And let's write this book. Let's, let's, uh, let's write an hour of stand-up comedy. Let's tour it. And let's... Let's see, can I actually bring real value outside of myself to the world? So as soon as you make it, your goals bigger than yourself, you start feeling a little bit better. But if you start focusing on yourself, you're, you're goose. You're, yeah. you're on the way out. Frank, the fact That's that the you... Uh, it's, a safe, it's a safety mechanism. Think bigger <laughs> than yourself and you, and you win. Uh, the fact that you said it took around 40 days, I mean, if I was a religious man, I think that slightly biblical. Dude, I was looking at that closing in on it, and my dad says, "Want to be careful? Don't don't arrive on the 40th day. They'll start saying things." To you. <laughs> so I, I, I slowed down. I, I pulled. I, I I pulled back. But yeah, I, I you know the funny thing is, it is actually 40 days and 40 nights, as far as I know, because because uh, I started on the it's 40 nights and 41 days. That's gas, <laughs> isn't that mad? And that just man. Here, here's the funny thing, man. I'm not. I'm not a particularly religious guy, if at all, uh, apart from, you know, there's, there's probably something bigger than us uh, pulling the strings. But, uh, you know, the the world, right from the start, man, first 48 hours, I got a twig in the eye, nearly took me out of it. Yep. Then I got shin splints. When Just when I thought the twig was gone, I got shin splints or whatever that knot in my leg was, which laid me up at a beach uh, for five days. Then I got food poisoned. Then I was hit by a storm, like a tempest. You know, you start. I mean, at some at some point, I felt like I, I, you know, when you're out there and you're alone in the mountains and you're experiencing uh, solitude, I guess spirituality for the first time, and you start you start whatever it is, you know, when you're on your yeah. lowest ebb, to want there to be something bigger than you taking care of you because the responsibility of what you're trying to do. And the p- potential of failure is so big, <laughs> and it's public, and there's media, and it's the Times, and it's the Independent, and it's FM 104, and it's radio in California. You know, like you've literally told everyone you're going to do something, and uh, you know, there's something out there, dude. There is a power running alongside all of us that um, that we distract ourselves from daily with coffee, with S- S- with messages, and cell phones. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's so powerful we're afraid to look at it. Don't go slagging my coffee, yourself. man. I need my coffee on a daily basis <laughs> or I'm not human. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, well, there's something out there and uh, it can be experienced by everyone when you sit under a tree in solitude in the mountains, you know, and, uh, and it might sound kooky, man, but that's, that's all that is really true about life. Everything else is neurosis. Everything else on this planet that isn't humanity sitting in nature is neurosis. And, uh, 
when you make that realization, you go, oh, maybe I should investigate that. So maybe that's the next journey. Maybe that's the next 40, 40 days. <laughs> Frank, was there any point over the 40 days that you were walking? Uh, as I said, if you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Frank Cronin right now, a lad from Dublin who's just uh, walked from San Francisco to LA, 500 miles, finished it on Tuesday. One point he was walking over 40 miles in one 24-hour period. It was sleeping rough in a sleeping bag every single evening, raising money for the homeless charities that are over there. Was there ever any point where you were like, I'm going to quit? Uh, I, I don't want to be too cool for school, but no, no, man. Because uh, you know what? A part of my ethos on this planet is uh, put yourself in a hole so deep that the only way out is to, is to succeed. So uh, I've done that a lot, man. So I tell everyone I'm going to do something. So I'm publicly accountable. And whenever I try and do one of these weird things, I try and get enough media attention that, that if I was to fail, it would be worse than if I was to quit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, man, I dug a hole purposely. And so, no, I wasn't going to quit. If I lost my eye from that twig on the first day, I probably would have... I, I, I'd like to think that I would have uh, got it to a place where it was workable to start walking again and finish it. Right. You know, so, yeah, just because hardship, man... Uh, you suffer enough on this planet, man. You start learning stuff about yourself and you realize that, you know, like a marathon a day, right? I, di I didn't end up doing a marathon a day, but got pretty close. But, you know, people say, oh, man, I couldn't do a marathon. Well, guess what? A million and a half, or like, like 50 million people do a marathon a year. So stop putting a marathon as your, like, the highest possible thing you could achieve. You could do five marathons in a row. People do 150 miles in a row. Like... Like, let's push out the boundaries and see what we're actually capable of mentally and physically. So, so no, I would never have quit. I don't have quit in me anymore. I actually, do you know why I don't? Because when I was 16, man, I used to do cross country. Yeah. And I had just been diagnosed with asthma. And I pretended to have an asthma attack. And I felt so guilty for about six months afterwards that I promised myself I would never quit again. I, what I just did didn't you do? want to run anymore. <laughs> I was doing cross country running, like, right? At, at a pretty reasonably high level yeah. teenagers right and I, I was coming up to the final bend and i was just so tired that i i decided oh i, I decided i had just been diagnosed with asthma so i said well look i'll just sit down here and pretend that i'm i can't breathe anymore and for the rest of my i think like even to this day i feel bad about that <laughs> and uh, i realize i realize that if you step outside truth man you you're really lying to yourself and you're you're really messing with the metaphysical <laughs> nature of your existence so no I would never quit and, uh, and I would never lie about it All right. at least I would do my best never to yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Frank. I have to. Uh, I better let you go. But if you do something in any way as crazy as that, <laughs> be sure to drop me a line, will you? And uh, we'd love to have you on and talk about it. But uh, I look after I yourself. Certainly will. Yeah, I did it just for the fun of it. I did a pre-interview for Ellen, so that may happen. Oh, so did you? Yet. Yeah. So that was a big push we were trying to do. Cause she, yeah. She would triple the money, you know. So uh, I did the pre-interview, and we'll see what happens. Oh, amazing! Yeah, let us know how that goes on. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Cool. Lovely. Anyway, uh, Frank Cronin, you can check him out at Glowpunk or his Instagram handles. A lot of the videos of his 500-mile walk are up there. And he, as you heard there, he's got some uh, production behind him as well. So there may be a documentary or a movie coming out about it as well. And if he does get on Ellen, fair play to him. We'll be sure to uh, annoy him about that as well. Still to come on the show, would you be a fan of going to a alcohol-free bar? There's going to be one opening in Cable Street in Dublin. And how do you feel about it? A lot of people have welcomed it. A lot of people are really pissed off and angry saying you can't have an alcohol-free bar. I'm going to be talking from 
uh, are going to be talking to one of the guys who is setting it up. So if you have any, any questions for the man who's opening an alcoholic-free bar in Dublin, 53104 for 20 cents. And Tangier Irish Band are going to be in to perform uh, a live acoustic set of their brand new single. It's on the way next. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. 